Hello and welcome to the Average Golf Society podcast, a podcast for all you shankers, or you bandits, or you hackers, or you scratch golfers. Basically, if you like golf, this podcast is for you. As always, I'm joined by my number one co-presenter. Uh, <laughs> Your only co-presenter. <laughs> oh, yeah, my only co-presenter, Rob. How you doing, buddy? Good. By that logic, I'm also your your worst co-presenter as well. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, cheers for that. <laughs> That's all right, mate. No Let's worries. just call me the average co-presenter. That'll, that'll work. But yeah, I'm very well. Happy to be chatting to you today. Coming up later um, in the podcast, we're talking to Mike Jones, a disabled golfer, about uh, golf with disabilities. So um, uh, that's coming up in a bit. But first, Warren, have you got a question for me? Yes, Rob. Have you played any golf? No! (laughs) Of course not. Why would I play golf? (laughs) Uh, Because it's one of your hobbies. This is the rugby podcast, isn't it? The average rugby player. Yeah. <laughs> all right, oh dear, you've been busy, eh, mate? No, sorry, no golf, no golf. I've practiced, but no golf. Still good. Practice is better than nothing, mate. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you spend your fifty pound voucher in American golf in the end? I didn't. I didn't. I walked in, and I didn't have much time. You know, when you just sort of think, oh, I'll just nip in there quickly. I've got this voucher. I'll spend it. But then I was looking around. I was like, I don't want to rush this because I was looking at. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, I was looking at uh, maybe some fairway woods, things like that, what, what I could spend it on. And I was thinking, I, w- I want to, you know, try it out first. So uh-huh. I, I didn't want to just run in, grab a club and pay for it. I want to, to think about it a bit more. So I'm going to go back. That's fair enough, mate. I quite like that. quite like that. It's all good. It's all so how did you get on yesterday, Warren? Because you had the society game, which unfortunately I couldn't attend. Rearrange society game. Uh, yeah, it's really good, mate. It played really well. Um, Where'd you go? We went to Bungie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the course was actually open this time, which is a bonus. Uh, it was lovely, really nice day. It was a bit gusty. Um, it's quite an open course because there's a heathland course, so there's lots of gorse. There's, there are obviously the trees and that there. Mm-hmm. But it's, it was really nice day, a nice spring day, nice and sunny. It's quite warm as well, actually. So I had my base layers on still, and I was like thinking, oh, what's going to put this on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was really good. We had 20 of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really quite a good turnout considering it was um, a short notice um. yeah it was really good um, I had I actually played really well it was the best I played in ages as well I was really happy with that yeah. flushing my irons I was like, you know, I've been having lessons and I had a um, a lesson last week as well and I, oh, it's just amazing I loved it um, how many balls I, did you lose? one that's not and bad even then, and even then I can't believe I lost it because yeah. I, I thinned an iron Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think a wedge, sorry, a 50 degree wedge. Uh, and I saw it hit a branch and fall down into uh, like this bush bit. Could I find it? Nope. I hate, so, it. I hate it in golf when you think you'll find a ball and you don't. Yeah, There's something but really l- cruel about that. But luckily, as I was there, I'd hit a provisional anyway. I was just like, yeah. I might, I'm just going to hit one just to be safe. Uh, and then lucky, because that was a shot, that um, a hole that I got two shots on. So I was like, right, okay, I'm gonna be safe about this. Uh, but yeah, it was it's really good. Like, and I hit some pretty good irons yesterday. And, oh, I haven't played like that in a long while. That's good. It's very happy. What, very happy. What was the course like? Was it slightly boggy, or was it in temporary greens or anything like that? 
there was kind of a temporary green on one of them. Um, it okay. was a it was a green, and there was a front like tier of the green, and that's mm. where they had the pin. So I'm assuming that the rest of the green was flooded. It was sure, very sure. but there's a couple of greens with um, laying water on, um, just because the night before it was horrendous. It it was really bad rain. Yeah, um, which is understandable. Um, but yeah, it was. Of course, it was an amazing nick as well. Like you wouldn't believe that it was closed a couple of weeks because there was holes underwater. So, um, well done to the green keepers at um, Bungie. It was really good, really enjoyable. Um, one bugbear though. One. Oh, here we go. Exactly. Here we go. No, it's just that the greens were spiked. That's all. They'd been aerated. Oh, I see. Yeah, that is annoying sometimes. Yeah. It is annoying, but it's got to be done. So, it's mm. fine. You know, we just uh, the you know, it's got to be done, and you know, it's all good. Can't grumble. T boxes were good. Bunkers were good. Lots of ground under repair on the course, which was new bunk, new sanding bunkers, and new. Yeah, like turfed bits, which is good because they're looking after their course. Yeah, it's that time of the year, though, isn't it, when they're sort of yeah doing all this ready for the the uh, prime months. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. forgivable. Yeah, it is good. What did you eat? Well, they had bangers and mash, so I just had bangers. Um, oh, just sausages on a plate. Yep, just sausages and a little bit of gravy. It was delightful. <laughs> um, <laughs> to rub on meal. And I. That's another thing for Bungie as well. For cancelling on us the other week, they gave us £5 off um, our Society Day money, how much that cost. And they actually chucked in uh, a, a free suite as well. Oh, nice. Which was, yeah. which was really nice. On. They didn't have to do that. Um, what did and what did you have as a suite? Well. Uh, an ice cream sundae. It was Ooh, delightful. Lovely. And there was um, sticky toffee pudding and treacle pudding as well. People had. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, really, yeah, it was like... They did really look after us, and like they look after us there anyway. But it's really nice for them, you know. They didn't have to do that. It's great. It's good. So, yeah, it's good because we had a little grumble last. Well, I did last time um, we got turned away from the about things like that. So yeah, it's good that they um, that they did that. Made amends yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. So, so uh, how, where does this put you in the league table? Well, I came third with 32 points as some of you saw on our Instagram um, hard fought 32 points I'll tell you that um, and that puts me top of the league Rob oh you're top again top again mate yeah um, we all know the story though Warren every year is the same you go top two years on the trot yeah. I've, gone, I've been top and then I've lost Peak it on the last game the season yeah <laughs> You're still in with a shout though, like you're not that far behind. You've got you've got some hard graft to do, but it's doable. I think I'm eighteen off you though. It's quite doable. a bit, but possible, yeah. We'll right. see. Need you to miss a few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, like yesterday was really good. Um one of the first United Shankers won as well, which is even better. He I played in his group and he just kept it straight. It's so good. So good. Um yeah, it's, it's a really nice course. I, I really enjoyed it. I always really enjoyed to play there anyway. Mm-hmm. We haven't had shit weather there when we've been either. It's always been nice and sunny. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where are we going next month? It's uh, Barnum Broom. We're off to Barnum Broom, yeah. On the um, Hills course, which nice. is which is a nice course. I won there last year on that course. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be good. Um, out of 10, I would rate the course 8 out of 10. Nice, that's a good one. 
It is good. I like I say, I just thought it was really good. Even though the the greens were spiked, they still ran, ran true. Yeah, um, and they were really quick as well. Um, fairways were nice. You know, some really nice holes there anyway, as well. Uh, I recommend anyone in our local area in, in Norfolk, Suffolk, and Essex to to check Bungie out. It's a really good golf course. Nice. Really good. It's a shame you weren't there, mate. I am. Um, mm. Tell me about it. So, on the last podcast, well, we talked about tees, didn't we? We did. Tee boxes. And you asked me uh, uh, if my local golf course, Oldborough, what they call their tees. Mm -hmm. So, I had a lesson last week to which uh, I was speaking to James. And I asked him, what do you refer to your tees as? He said, oh, we refer to them as front, middle, back. And I was like, he said a few, and I was like, pardon? So, I have got three scorecards in my hand from Oldborough Golf Club. Uh-huh. We have red tees, black tees, yellow tees, blue tees, and white tees. Okay. Okay. So, what does each one do? So, we've got red tees is the most... Um, is the most... So, they've got men... So, you can play um, on the yellows, on the reds, blacks, and yellows... You, they're all the same yardage, but ladies and gentle, ladies and gentlemen have different pars. Whereas the white and blues is just a, a standard par. Like there is no ladies or men's. It's just a normal yeah. par. Well, I'll print it up so you can sort of see it. That doesn't help the people at home. <laughs> no, it does. It's very good for an audio podcast. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really they they define them by sex. Like I said, as on them they have. So if you're a man and you're playing on the reds, you've got the par there. If you're a lady playing on the reds, it's got a par there. Um, same with the black tee boxes. Same with the yellow tee boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the whites and the blues, just that just says par, doesn't define what sex you are. Interesting. But another thing they also have at Oldborough, which I found very, very interesting, is they've got a green scorecard. Okay. okay? So the green scorecard... In each of the yardage boxes, it has a little colour in the corner, and that's where what tee box you're teeing off from. So, for instance, if you're playing, um, like I said, so you've got one, two, three, you've got five different tee boxes, right? Yeah. So, on the first hole, you're teeing off at the whites. The next okay. one you're teeing off at the reds, then back on the whites, then on the yellows, whites, blacks, blues. Random. So you've got a different, of, you know, you've got different difficulties. So you've got a taste of all of the different tee boxes and of lengths of holes. Interesting just change way up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they sort of switch that round every now and then? then? So you, you I assume so, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good idea, actually. I think it's a really good idea. Mm. Um, it's really nice. I've never seen that ever before anywhere. Mm. Um, and I didn't realise how diverse I didn't realise they have five different tee boxes as well no it's, it's fairly unusual I'd say most are free aren't they well when when we've been on holiday a lot of places have different colour tee boxes mm. as well. true like lots more but yeah, that's yeah, the only yeah. time I've ever seen it like that before so um, thanks to everyone as well who got in touch with us uh, about tee boxes oh. and and following that conversation and oh, really nice to have some feedback on it. I really appreciate it. You know, all you listeners, thank you. Um, 
it's hard to say viewers as an audio podcast. So you're not going to be viewers, <laughs> are you? Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, that's it, really, mate. I just wanted to, like I said, just check that out. Yeah, follow up on it. It's good. Yeah. 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 Okay, so today we're delighted to be joined by Mike Jones, uh, who goes on Instagram by the name of Mike Jones Disabled Golfer. Uh, good evening, Mike. How are you? Hi, mate. Really good, thanks. Good, good, uh, good. Good. Good to hear from you, mate. It seems funny you're in the Mike Jones Disabled Golfer. I've, I've just come back from Australia, and uh, I was speaking to one of the Australian guys over there, and he, a lot of them really don't like the word disabled anymore. Oh really? Okay. Oh, right. Okay. They're not keen on it. They 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 feel it's um I know slightly derogatory possibly. And I've, do, I've, do they use a different term then? Yeah, they like adaptive golf, an adaptive golfer, I suppose. Mm. It's, it's, you know, they don't see themselves as disabled. I suppose is what they're getting at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I I thought about it and I tried to be a bit more pragmatic now I'm older. And it makes a bit more sense, you know, mm-hmm. but like, the the name of it, and it's because when people see me, it's much easier for them to remember me if I give them that handle. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Ah, right, I know who you are now. If I just say Mike Jones. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, ah, right, okay. And it's great on Google searches and everything, so, and it's sure. all about, awesome. so it all works. Oh, awesome, mate, awesome. That's cool. So, I'm going to ask you, like, straight off, I asked the same question to all our guests. Um, how did you get into golf, Mike? I was, well, it's my wife's fault. She's going to take the blame. Uh, okay. I, went, I was a football and rugby boy till I was 28. Uh, not interested. I, I, I always loved any ball sport when I was growing up, but football and rugby were my passions. And... Uh, my best mate, uh, he said, come on, we'll try golf. And we went on the local pitch and putt place. Mm-hmm. Both of us managed to hit a couple of balls. How old was I? 28, something like that. 28 years old then. And we both got hooked from there. Mm-hmm. From that day, just hitting one or two decent shots, we got right into it. We used to play in the snow and everything. We were those crazy people you'd see on the golf course. <laughs> so yeah. They've just got to go out. And then uh, you got to the point, my wife sort of said to me, right, you've got a choice now, Mike. You can do football on a Saturday and football or golf. And I went, yeah, all right, yeah. Mike, I'll golf then. And if she oh. thought about it a bit more, she would have realised football would have only lasted another year. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sort of like dominated my life since I was 30 now, I suppose. I like that. I like that. So uh, I, I don't want to be that guy that guesses your age, but how long ago are we talking? I'm, fi- I'm 54, so it was... So 20 years ago. Yeah, over like 26. 26. Sure. I'm trying to think now, 28, yeah. 28, so 26 years ago. All right, so your wife's had like 24 years of uh, <laughs> be- yeah. being annoyed that she'd made the wrong decision. <laughs> Doesn't. I don't think she, I think she realizes it, but uh, it just took up a lot of my time. And we had a young boy as well. And And she never got into golf herself. No, hated it. Absolutely hated it because it took up so much of my time. Yeah. Yeah. And and since the disabled thing came along, she caddies for me now Mm. because she came to the first one uh, tournament and came along with me and enjoyed the company and everything. Didn't do a lot, didn't go out on the course. 
And then I said, well, why don't you caddy for me and get involved and then come on my tournaments with me? So I box clever, really. The first place I took her for it, I said, right, I'll t- we'll go out for a game, just me and you, and you caddy for me and I'll show you what you've got to do. So she said, brilliant. And I took her to the Rolls of Monmouth. I don't know whether you know that course. It's in southeast Wales. It was um, Henry Rolls of Rolls-Rice. Is his country and they built a golf course there and it's one of the most scenic golf courses in Wales it's at a parkland course it's beautiful oh wow fashion house there so I took her there and straight away she was she, when we finished she was just saying like this is I can understand why you want to go there now mm-hmm. then I didn't I took her to the lesser ones then course <laughs> <laughs> first and then get her involved and she's loved it since and disabled golf is completely different to normal club golf because there's much much more camaraderie mm, okay. Have, okay. a bit more of a mick take you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. there's too much uh political correctness in my opinion i'm an, I'm an old school guy I'd like call it as it is mm-hmm. and take the mick out of each other the stuff we say to each other is crazy you'd never see it in on the mainstream news but we <laughs> because that's how we all are it's, it's sort of like a support mechanism with us we can yeah. go and say what we feel and and uh take the mic but know that we've all got each other's backs it's, yeah. it's a strong community in there that's really awesome that's sounds really good mate do you mind us asking um what your disability is and how, how it came about yeah, yeah, I'm uh, a left leg amputee and from from a motorcycle accident. But I'm I've been very fortunate in my amputation that I'm a throughney they call. So there's two types of leg amputees. There's below okay. knee and above knee. So below knee would be like the best example would be Pretorius, the sprinter. Sure, yeah, got his own knee so he can control where his foot goes. So that they could be much more dynamic athletes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The downside of that is they, they tend because their leg has been cut in a place and their bone has been cut, they get a lot of issues with sores on the end of their residual limb or issues with phantoms. It's it's all the advantages also have a disadvantage. Do you know what I mean? I so agree, can be really active and that high activity gives them issues with their legs so it's like a double-edged sword and then above me they haven't got their knee so they have to control rely on a prosthetic limb to put their foot where it is whether it be a mechanical device or an electronic device yeah. but i'm through knee which means my thigh bone hasn't been cut i've just lost my leg basically from the knee down mm-hmm. okay my- intact so my residual limb is strong so that allows me to be active and the bone was designed to take my weight so i touch wood i tend not to get issues with my stump so okay. that's my but mine was from a motorcycle accident because uh, wow. i worked i lived in wales commu- worked in bristol commuted on a motorbike and uh, a young boy in a van just t-boned me out of a side junction didn't see me and sort of hit me i can't remember anything about the accident but uh, it was pretty, pretty horrific by all accounts. The people who saw me on the side of the road. So, so, so obviously, um, you played golf before your accident. Yeah. And then, 
So after your accident, how long was it before you decided, like, okay, I need to do something? Maybe she get back in the golf. I mean, how long did that take for that to happen? Hospital. Yeah, within as soon as I was away, so I was like heavily, I was on like a lot of morphine for the first week. This is what I've been told because I can't actually remember the first week in hospital. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I could start and remember thinking for myself, Mm -hmm. I can't the, the the exact process of i can't remember if it was me seeing a video or someone telling me about disabled golf but i whatever that spark was i started looking for it because i had your time saw some videos saw disabled golf ashamed to say i've been running golf a long time and never even knew it existed so i was right i'm just looking at it it pricked my interest and then Mm -hmm. I was in physio, one of my very first physio sessions when I first had a leg, because I had to wait. It was six months after my operations, I had to wait to have a leg because they rebuilt my hip where my hip was all smashed. I had to wait to make sure that I could uh, load my weight on it properly. It all passed, so they let me put my prosthetic leg on, stood in the parallel bars. The physio was talking to my wife. And they turn around and they like panic because I'm stood there, turned sideways, like trying to swing <laughs> my arms just to see. And she said, What are you doing? You haven't even put weight on it to walk yet. And that night I was on Facebook and it just came up. I was doing random searches. Uh, a guy who I'm a, a good mate with, haven't met him in person. I'm going to meet him in September. Mm-hmm. Carlos Brown. Now he's a a well-renowned professional teacher in Texas, in America, for yeah. a video on, basically within, I think within a couple of weeks, we'd had our operations, mm-hmm. and he was doing exactly the same thing. The second mm-hmm. leg, was, so we had like a little connection, sent some messages back and forth. We've been in touch since, and we got this like Cairns Cup coming up in September, Sable Rider Cup sort of event. Sure. And he's in the American side, and I'm in the European side. So that's going to be like amazing to catch up with him because we've been bantering each other for four years now. So that's really cool. get to play some golf together. So, uh, so, so your first tee off after um, coming back after your accident, how, how did that fail to be to be playing golf again? Shocking. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was off. Two at my lowest, and uh, just before the summer before my accident, so that's 2015, was the best I played. I'd gone back up to five, but I was shooting power under regularly at my own home golf club. Mm-hmm. And so I, I actually got the mental side of this game sorted now. Mm-hmm. And I was comfortable playing really well, and then I had my accident. So it's like that blew that out of the water. But that summer sort of got me and paved the way for me to be successful in disabled sport because it taught me that I know the right mindset I got to have to play golf properly now. Sure, sure. Perfect. Just be happy with making mistakes, you know. So I went to driving range with a guy called Mike Ovid and runs the Welsh Disabled Golf Association, and I'm hitting a wedge about sixty yards, seventy yards, and just didn't. Just it, man. And he's my God. This is amazing. You're brilliant. 
what? I'm, I'm like, I can't even hit a full wedge here. He said, you could win competitions just playing like that. And I was, yeah, you, yeah, you can't be serious. So I went along to my first proper Welsh disabled golf day mm-hmm. at Peterston Lakes, so, and they put me off a 24 handicap. So they said, oh, well, I don't know what to play. I'll stick me off 24. So we did, and I had 10 points. And I, and I played really well to get 10 points. <laughs> I, got, I couldn't hit my driver. I, I think I hit my driver about 110 yards, something like that. And that was the day I sort of realized this is going to be tough. i got to find ways to do it, you know. <laughs> so uh, from there on, it sort of, that was the harsh awakening of, right, I'm not going to go out and just be a scratch golfer again. Yeah. I, I got to learn to do this game completely differently. So it was, and it was embracing that challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And I started playing. I got good quickly. And all I could focus on was getting down. Didn't enjoy it at all, if, if I'm honest, because I was too busy mm-hmm. working to try and get better. Yeah. I just enjoy it more. Like, be happy when I get those good scores and don't think, oh, I could have scored better or I could have done that better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it was like a complete flipping attitude, which like helped enormously got me through it because I could have quite easily walked away after that day. I was exhausted. I played crap, and if I and I had two guys with me, that's right, and they're both old gentlemen, both been amputees a long time, and they were helping me with my crutches because I was still using crutches then because I couldn't walk properly on and off the buggy, sorting my clubs out for me, and these guys would like higher amputations than me. Mm-hmm. And that was when I had the first taste of, right, I, I got to be around these people because, uh, and that's the sort of person I want to be. I want to sure. be like that guy helping the others to get involved and do it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, mate, that is. How long um, ago was the um, the accident? It was October 2000, oh, Halloween 2015. Okay, so just a few years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, four, just over four years ago. But it's on my best mate's birthday as well. Oh, no. You yeah. never let him think. <laughs> <laughs> He's a you know. So we have an anniversary party every year instead. Fuck it out. So what's, what standard of golf would you say you are at, uh, at the moment then? And my, official, my official handicap is nine. Right. Yeah, I just had about six months ago. I had a, a new leg, like a robotic leg. Mm-hmm. Before that, a mechanical one. Mm-hmm. And just before I had the new leg, I played a twenty ten course on the Celtic, which is a long course. It's like over just seven thousand yards off the off the normal yellow men's tees. Yeah, and I was shooting seventy four, seventy fives around there. You know, playing with your mates and all, so nothing official. Mm-hmm. And I was playing really well. And then I had this new leg and thought, right, I'm going to kick on and do good. The new legs come in, I can improve. Two weeks before I was due to have it, fell over outside the Indian into railings, broke three ribs, and had another month oh, hospital. Dear. Yeah. So it, and then winter comes. So, you got the, so I haven't really had the chance to see what I can do. Mm-hmm. Like, all great but you guys know you might be great on the range but on the course is a completely different sure yeah yeah definitely mate yeah definitely say about that 
Um, so, uh, skipping a few, like last year, um, you done some work with Edgar and the European Tour from right? Yeah. Yeah. How did, how did that come about? So uh, Edgar, will be, I played with the Welsh Disabled Golf Association, and a couple yeah. of guys had said about Edgar, and at the time they were only doing five or six competitions a year in Europe. But because I'd won the, the Welsh uh, Disabled Open and I won the Scottish one, this is when I was a higher handicap and my hip was broken and we didn't know, so I was playing with a broken hip. So that didn't help. So a year after my accident, I had a full hip replacement because the surgery all failed. And that hip replacement, was the that was the turning point and I was away because I was pain-free. Yeah. Um, Place so my handicap started bulleting down. I was winning lots of events, playing lots of Edgar events, got the number one in the European rankings, which are now world rankings. So I've gone back up in those now because I didn't play. I haven't played in Edgar. I think the last one I played was Portugal in November. I think it was last year. And I hadn't played for about eight years before that because like I was just too busy with the Celtic Manor and the Cairns Cup and stuff I was doing. Mm-hmm. So now I'm ready to go back at it, and I feel like I'm, I just want to see what I can do with this leg. So I'm still finding what the best way to use it, because i got a golf mode I can turn on on my phone, which is nice. like, and I even, I even I swear to God, I even had someone speak me up, ring me up, uh, send me a message saying, is that legal? Are you allowed to do that? Isn't that like an enhancement? I'm like, what? No, it's, it's all golf mode. It isn't like it doesn't do it for me. It just puts the leg in a position that allows me to not fall over. So uh, that was cool. Oh, it's amazing your leg's got a golf mode. I love that. That's so, awesome. I didn't think that was possible. When you said yeah. I automatically put foot wedge, that's just all, sorry. I just automatically put foot wedge, chip out. Lovely. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, um, so. Yeah, so awesome. oh, sorry, the egg thing. Yeah, so I play. Yeah in a few of their tournaments and got on really well with Tony Bennett and his wife Sue and me and Beth uh, had a couple of meals with them, got on well socially with them. Uh, Rob Moss, who, who's on their sporting committee, he done a bit of coaching with me and he's secretary, I think, now of the uh, Wales and West region PGA. So, uh, and he gave me some lessons and gave me some tips and got me on the right road and I got on well with Rob. Uh, so they asked me to be players rep after, I think it was after two years of playing in their events. Well, now this year, I think there's some, it's crazy now. They've got organizations from all over the world. There's yes. South America, Canada, the Far East. It's not just Europe now. And so we got world rankings. We got Americans in it, South Africans in it. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a bit more work with them on structures and trying to get the organization working better for the players really so the players can get more out of it and better tournaments because there's so many of us now we can start categorizing if we need to and say we'd love to end up with a pro disabled tour that would be just brilliant because we got a of turn pro now yeah Uh, make actually making a living now out of golf which is brilliant that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah definitely so that's that, that's definitely a realistic thing that's on the horizon then for edgar then is a pro ranks tour sort of in, thing 
it would be incredible. I think I don't yeah. think it'll happen for a while, but I think it would be a great thing when it happens because we got so many really good players. All they need is an opportunity. Yeah. So it's difficult. They because of their limitations of their disability, they can't. They 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 they've got all the attributes of the pro golfers apart from the distance. Do you know what I mean? Mm, Some of that is it is a long way, but you need to compete against other able-bodied pros. You need to be at net a long way. That's just the long, tall, and short of it. Or you yeah. pick horses. But if they're giving us initiatives to allow our top players to play in events of the same teaserism, and our scores of our top players are getting better and better every time they play. And there's a young boy, Brendan Laura, Lola, Irish boy, high up in the world. Uh, he's won the Scottish Disabled Open, which was played off the same piece as the Scottish Open last year as yeah. part of a race to Dubai. And that boy, I've seen him play from two, year, two years ago to now he's a pro, and the improvement he's made has just been incredible. And he's mm. one of the boys that's turned professional, signed with Niall Horan's yeah, manager. I saw that, yeah. He is, I tell you what, mate, he's shit art. For a young boy, fire in his belly, and he wants it, and he's he's got a chance of being a top top player. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. That is great. So, how did because um, you was it the Portugal Open you went to last year? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Tony uh, asked me to come along. There's a couple of others, so we, we're trying. He's definitely trying to give more opportunities to people, not just the elite players. Mm-hmm. So a lot, of, a lot of people sometimes in disabled circles look at Edgar and say they're all about the elite players, right. but they're not. They, they're 100% not. They're looking to give everybody these opportunities. But whenever whenever you build a relationship, so we're built in the process of building a relationship with the European Tour, and that's going really well, and they're supporting us fantastically, especially the Portugal Masters are really supporting us. Mm-hmm. But we, like I understand now, we need these elite players to open the doors to allow us less yeah. <laughs> sort of like the 10 handicappers above or the 20 handicappers. We'll all get an opportunity then, but somebody has to open the door for us all to go through. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's the easiest and best analogy for it. And opportunities are starting to come. So the Portugal one, they've sent three lots of different players now to that event. And all we do, we do a little demonstration match. And then we we basically sell tickets at the gate, get speak to the public and get them to donate prizes or enter a raffle draw, all about raising funds. And Tony asked me to speak at the Pro-Am dinner. And I got quite emotional because Keith Pelly introduced me and I thought he was just going to do the CEO, thank the sponsors, blah, 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 here's Mike, do your talk. But... He was so inspiring in what he said. I was getting a bit choked up as he was introducing me. And I like start my talks dead flat and yeah. build the story and then give the emotional end to it. Where yeah. I was, I was, I struggled to do it right from the beginning. I was sure, yeah, about stuff, but it went down a storm. And, and the guys, this is this is how this world is working. Darwin Escapes, who do holiday homes around Britain, they won mm-hmm. the program. 
And the guy asked for the microphone and said, look, I've just heard this amazing speech off this guy, really emotional. And I thought he was on about Keith, but he was on about like my talk. And he said, I'd never heard of Edgar, but I have now. And they, they offered to double whatever we raised that week as a donation. And that was like, just blew us away. Because we, we, we worked bloody hard, the people at Edgar, throughout that Portugal week, raising money. And they, they get like, 25,000 euros on average they, they tend to raise. Mm-hmm. And that's from selling small amounts of sponsorship and raffle tickets. So to get that much money takes a huge amount of effort. So for him to do that was just incredible. So, And I think we've got a day planned in June uh, this coming up now. With Darwin Escapes, where they're going to do a golf day purely to raise funds for Edgar. So that's all in the planning stages. So we'll have some more details about that soon, and that'll be brilliant. That will. That sounds amazing, mate. It does. What a, one inspiring thing as well. That is unreal. That's so good. We were we just could not believe it. It was so exciting to actually reach people and make make them think differently, and that's all it's about. It's just people understanding. We don't want you to feel sorry for us. No. We need to understand the difference we're making to all these disabled people out there. Because we've got mm-hmm. more players, and it's all about, instead of people just sat, sat at home you know, with very little social life because they yep. don't want to go out and they don't want to interact, you get them out, you get them interacting around like-minded people. They, they come out of their shells, and they find, and they find a sport they can do because it's a static ball. The ball don't move. So people that's why people paralyzed from the chest down play golf can play golf. Yeah. You know, there's a way to do it and there's some way for them to play and a way for them to compete then as well. So it's mm. it's you know, it's helping so many people and that's the key. How did um the pros like take to the disabled? So there was yourself. Yeah. There was, was Mike Brown there as well? No, no. In the Portugal Masters one, there was myself, Gareth McNeely, Marcella Negas, who's a lady pro, but she coached yes. the Dutch uh, disabled team, and Tony Lloyd. And he's, uh, his disability is short arms, and he's amazing. Oh, I'm golfer. Yeah, I like I love watching his swing. It's amazing. He's on fire, Tony. He's such a nice guy, such a good player. So we dressed for, and they paired us up with a pro each on the Saturday evening. We, we, and there was the four leaders: who's Hayden Porteous, Tom Lewis, George Kutsia, um, who was the other? I'm trying to think who the last pro was. And oh, oh, he, oh God, I can't remember his name. The last pro. But mm-hmm. with bloody George Kutsia, and yeah. it, was, it was the bloody day Wales were playing South Africa in a World Cup semi-final. <laughs> so um, when they shouted it out, and he went, oh, I got the English point. I said, I'm not English, I'm Welsh. And he went, you put me with a Welsh man? He was, he was, <laughs> so uh, we did do great. We did do great in the comp, but I saw him the next day because we had passes to go everywhere. That's the the beauty of the thing, you give when we go there for those events, we're there to raise money, but they give us yeah. passes to go everywhere. So we just walk onto the range on the Sunday before he and he played well on the Sunday. 
go out speaking to him in the book, congratulate him because South Africa beat us and all. And mm-hmm. it, it was an exciting insight. In, and those guys, you can tell they're just normal guys. Once you get past that rope, yeah, yeah. In their environment, they just relax and they're just like us. No, mm-hmm. they just want to speak to you and be mates with you. Nothing's too much trouble for them. I think it was Rick, Richard uh, McAvoy was the one he was really good with us. And Grant, Fo- um, I see, I made the mistake here, yeah, Grant Fox, Ryan Fox. Because mm-hmm. the first thing I said to him, I said, how many times have people called Grant? He just looked at me, went all the in time. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, he was a legend. He said, I know, I know. So he had, we had a good laugh about it, you know. But uh, awesome, he and strong see him on the range you, you watch him hit the ball up close it's scary yeah oh <laughs> man that is so cool um so do you think after doing that that's really pushed edgar into the forefront and do you think that that's um brought a lot more disabled golfers well sorry i'll rephrase that a lot more disabled people bringing them into golf after that event <laughs> They, well, that's Edgar's goal. Edgar's goal is to get 500,000 new people, half a million new disabled players. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, any players. It's just getting more people to play the golf because it isn't just the physical disabilities you can see. The yeah. best thing about golf, and you guys will know, is it's, it's very difficult to be depressed or down when you're on a golf course. Yeah, 100% it, true, yeah. It brings, I agree with that. It brings you a base. You know, you're around people who are struggling with everything yeah. the same as you. So you're in the same mm-hmm. boat as everyone, but you're mixing. You're not sat in the mm-hmm. house. And that's the key factor. So, and Edgar understand that. So it's not just about the table golf, it's about getting everybody playing because mm-hmm. the benefits are just, they are, there's no other sport like it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah, we talked about doing a podcast about uh, mental health and how golf helps that. And um, yeah. you know, I'm sure what what you're talking about is perfectly valid for anyone with a mental health disorder as well. It saved my life, mate, because I God knows where I would have been in hospital if I didn't have golf. And that's sure. the only thing I'm fortunate about. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't do my job. I was good at my job, electrical engineer. Couldn't go back to doing it, mm-hmm. and it's. If I hadn't had golf to do, and me and my wife still talk about it now, I God knows, I really don't know what I'd be doing. Mm-hmm. So, so many doors and avenues that I just don't, I just don't get to play as much as I want, you know, because I'm so busy doing other stuff that's mm-hmm. been left from golf. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, sometimes it's not just playing the game, it's what the game introduces you to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so you said at the start of our chat that you've just been to Australia. Um, what was that for? What was that? Oh, Australia. Yeah, yeah. What was that for? So my wife has got family there, and I've been trying to trying to get her to let me go to Australia because the original plan was to go for eight weeks. And with this new world ranking, Australia have a a heavy bunch of tournaments between February and the end of March. Mm-hmm. We we go into America in April for a, a like a big trip stroke holiday, 
to try and meet up with some of my friends I've met through the disabled world on Facebook to meet persons so who are traveling right from the East Coast through. So that was a big holiday or thing for the year. And then I had a message off Gavin Kirkman, who's CEO of PGA of Australia. I met him in Port Rush, just bumped into him on the street, walking back to the pigs, and him and Roger Davis. You, Roger Davis used to wear the plus fours. You might not know him. You might be too young to know him. I know, I know who he is, yeah. So all these people walking past him, I was like, oh, my God, it's Roger Davis, because I was watching him when I first started playing. We got talking, give yeah. me his card. If you're ever in Melbourne, give me a shout. So I did. And uh, we went over there to visit best relatives, and I arranged, managed to get hold of him. And he sorted out two games of golf with us. That was on the Metropolitan, Metropolitan, and Huntingdale. And, nice, because uh, oh, nice. he's a, he's a member there, and uh, introduced me to the owner. And the owner, they were just brilliant. Saying, right, you tell us when you come in, get you on the course, no worries at all. If you want to play Royal Melbourne before you go home. Call me, I'll ring him. Okay. I'm like, so I'm saying to my wife, I've had two days of golf in the middle of our holiday. Uh, can I, any chance I can get like a sneaky? And she's like, four days left. No, you're not playing another game. I tell you what, if you ever, I don't know whether you guys have ever played it, but that sand belt, those courses are just unique. Yeah. Um, the the bunker in. Have you ever played Troya or heard of Troya in Portugal? Just south mm. of, on the big sand bank sand belt that's just south of Lisbon. There's a course built right on the tip of it called Troya, and it's right. based wasteland sand and fairways, and that's it. So if you're there, wow. you're in deep shit. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, sand belt. Course. <laughs> It's just the green side bunkering. So the fairies are lovely, nice and firm and running and bouncy. But the way they do their bunkering is, I've never seen anything like it. It's like almost an art form. Mm. So the edge of the bunker would be a six-foot drop, sheer drop, tied up along the edge, and there'd be no fringe, no like two-foot of fringe or six inches of ref, a foot of fringe in the green, the green would run literally right up to the sharp edge of the bunker. Wow. That's cool. So a couple of times, I think it was on the first hole, I was in like a greenside bunker, splashed it out, and I thought, oh, that's all right. And Mike, who I played with, Mike Rolls, he's a double leg, Australia, uh, double amputee Australian. He went, oh, sit down, sit down. I said, oh, sorry, they'll catch in the fringe. He said, there's no fringe. I went, what? <laughs> so <laughs> the bunker, and I've run about six foot past the flag, and it's just trickle, trickle, and it's just stopped like another foot, and it's down in another six foot drop on the bunker the other side. So that I, I got a flavour of how difficult it is. And, how, and he said, the greens are slow. They must have been running 10. And he said, oh, they're really slow today. So. Really? When they firm up and they quit, <coughs> I just imagine it being impossible. You go in a greenside bunker. It's, it's given me an appreciation for how good the bloody pros are. Because sure. yeah. you just, it, it looks, you can't, it's difficult to describe and put into words. When you play it, you just look at it and you think, my God, it looks intimidating. Mm-hmm. There's so much pressure on your second shots. So it's a different, it's a 
it's a definitely a cross between Lynx and Parkland, okay. if you know what I mean. So the bunkers look dirty and old fashioned and Lynxy, but the course looks Parkland. So it's mm. it's it's a unique experience. So I'd recommend I'll have to it. check that out. I'll have a look. That sounds oh, really cool. That's good. So Mike, what are your plans for like the rest of the year? What have you got coming up? But we're off to America now in April. And mm-hmm. that's a bit of golf in there as well. That's mm-hmm. hopefully with the owner of the Celtic Manor, his son, who's okay. helped us amazingly with relationships with the Celtic Manor. It's got mm-hmm. Sir Terry Matthews on board with our event in September, the Canes Cup. So hopefully I'm meeting up with him and playing some golf. And some of the other guys I've met on Facebook and social media, the Americans, meet up with them. Uh, that's, that's that. Then July, I might be going to Cron Cercier because I know a member there. And I went over to the European Masters last year, and that's the most spectacular place I've ever seen golf in my life. It's oh, just... Yeah. yeah. And the players are different. They're in a much better frame of mind. They mix with everyone, walk up and down the streets. No, It's like a no-rope thing. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a, an unwritten rule where... You just speak to them like you would another a normal guy on the street. You don't look at them like in their other events, if that makes sense. So it's it's a unique place to go and watch it. So he said to me, come over in July so we can play a few rounds. So I'm going to try that. And then everything then is building towards September. And that Cairns Cup, which is that's going a bit bonkers at the moment. So Yeah. How so... Um, the King Cup is that like a Ryder Cup event? Is that a match play? Yeah, it's it's a match it's match play, and it's a Ryder Cup styled event. Uh, yeah. So it's not officially disabled Ryder Cup because there's lots of different things going on. But what we did to do was try and do something unique, which yeah. is completely pan disability. So there's no. So, as an example, we've got the Fight Master Cup, which is a one-armed cup, mm-hmm. Simpson Cup, which is a military-based one. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to go down the route of saying, right, leg amputees or physical disabilities. We're going to go, right, no matter why you are, we don't care what you're struggling with. And we'll, we've got mental disabilities, if you can call them disabilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Difficulties then is a better word, I suppose. So, yeah. or, or learning difficulties, uh, physical difficulties, uh, arthritis. So, it's people who are really basically, if you're struggling, there's a place for you in the team. And the only pr- criteria we've done is qualification. So, you don't have to be so such and such a place in the rankings or be a good player or best in your category. The only stipulation we put out when we asked people to put their names forward was you have to actively support and promote disabled golf in your community, at your golf clubs, or on social media. Mm-hmm. So that's a win-win for us. So we yeah. said, right, you turn out to show us, and then we'll pick the side from that. So that's mm-hmm. just getting more people to promote just and getting them active. Instead of yeah. just passing participating in disabled golf you promote it so we get the right people in our side and the americans who we get on really well with do the same thing mm-hmm. now, the Canes cup was basically born out of a competition called the phoenix cup which has been pl- being played for a long long time between sometimes it's between scotland 
and England, sometimes it's between Scotland and Europe or Scotland and America or Europe and America, different formats. Mm-hmm. And I was involved in the one in 2018 in Florida, which was Europe against USA, the Phoenix Cup. And the day after one of our players arrived in Portugal, he passed away, he had a massive heart attack, Billy Keynes, and he was one of the Scottish players. And it devastated us, obviously. You know, it, was, it was horrendous, but after one of the guys up in Scotland had conversations with his family and they said, look, we want you to play because that's what uh, Billy would want. Mm-hmm. So we played it, won it, and it was really powerful. And then two of the guys were talking about a week after and said, look, we got we can't let this drop out way and we need to keep this going. So uh, they decided to form a new competition with all the right ethos behind it and called it the Keynes Cup. So the cup is the Billy, but the, the competition is called the Keynes Cup after William Keynes, oh, but you, who passed. So his family are coming down in September. They're going to present the trophy. So Terry Matthews is going to be there, the owner of the Celtic Manor, because he was at, it's the 10th anniversary of the Ryder Cup being there. Right. That was at the Celtic. It's on the Ryder Cup course. So yeah. it's, it's going to be... Unbelievable, honestly. So we got it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it's seventh uh, of September to the thirteenth. It's, it's for a full week. They're a big man, so planned with loads of sponsors, loads of celebs come in, a lot of top golfers. We're hoping to have some ex Ryder Cup players there as well. That'd all, be that's amazing. All. So, and the sponsorship has just gone absolutely bonkers. It's, it will. I can say I can say because I know it's true now because I know the competitions that have been out there. It's the biggest disabled event there's ever been in the world. This is going to be this well, the money that's going into it now and promoting it is 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 that is, I can't believe it's grown this big in such a short time. And since the Celtic Manor have got on board as like one of our major sponsors, it's just accelerated, and that'll happen now all through the summer. You'll see it on their social media platforms. So mm-hmm. it, it's going to be big. And we got plans already for the next two events. So that's all the way up until 2024. Wow. That's amazing, Mike. Well done on sorting that out for the start. Mm. That's amazing, mate. It's going to be incredible. It is. And everybody's going to want to play on it. And all they got to do if they want to play on it is promote disabled golf. It's mm-hmm. such a simple idea. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I agree that we have not to uh, four, not to five players for the next category, for the next category, and for the next, we have 16 players. So Mm -hmm. we'll run up to to 54 handicap. Because the bit that we enjoyed about the Phoenix Cup was Jim Thompson, who's part of the Scottish Disability Golf and Curling Society in Scotland, said. He might shout at me now, but I think he was 77, 75, 77. Yeah. And he held a winning putt for the match. And he and the 22 handicap. And what other sport could a guy off that handicap yeah, yeah. with that disability and that age have an opportunity to, to do what he did? Mm-hmm. That's just, that's the ethos behind what we're doing, giving those people the opportunities people who would never normally even consider it. And the more people that see it, the more people want to do it. So it's it's just that 
building that momentum and keeping that circle going that feeds more people. It's it's such a simple idea, but it's so powerful. Mm. That's great, Mike. That's great. That is amazing, really. Um, I really do hope that goes well for you in September, mate. Really do. Um, Mm. So on social media, mate, where can people find you? So it's uh, Mike Jones, Disabled Golfer. That's face, my Facebook page, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Website now is uh, MikeJonesGolf.com. Nice. nice. Um, that's, yeah, that's amazing, mate. And I hope after this, um, other disabled golfers get in touch with me and like, try and get it for a round or something. Well, about any of them can contact me. They can direct message me. Go, there's contact pages through my emails. And there's a couple of videos on there and a couple of talks I've done. So if there's anything that interests them, all you got to do is give me a shout. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's great. Thank you very much for that, Mike. Yeah, thanks for talking to us tonight. This has been really interesting. I like that a lot. That's all right. I enjoyed it. I could talk on. That's my trouble, see. <laughs> You'll have to come on again then. Definitely. So that was Mike Jones, disabled golfer, all one word on Instagram. Well, like, he's such a nice guy. I had a really good chat with him, um, and I learned a few things as well about disabled golf and like all the stuff he's done with the European Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing. Thank you for coming on. And you know, if you guys, if you're disabled and you're listening to this and you don't know where to start with golf, like there you are. He get in touch with him. He'll start pointing in the right direction and stuff. Um, if you noticed, we actually we didn't even ask our staple questions at the end um and i have messaged him to ask him as well so there's <laughs> the um his song um that gets him pumped for golf is back in black by acdc um absolute banger can't yeah not I, I can't fault that one no and the shittest club um he said that he hears in his garage is a john daly John Daly, Wild Thing, Driving Iron. Now that sounds a beautiful thing. It does. <laughs> like to see that. Um, and he also, the other thing he also forgot to mention, that he is an ambassador for um, the Celtic Manor. So if you guys have got any Celtic Manor question, related questions, um, drop him a message as well. I'm sure he'll be quite happy to answer them and sure point in the right direction with things like that as well. Yeah. So... And, yeah, uh, just to um, to say again, his Instagram it's uh, Mike Jones Disabled Golfer, all one word. Yeah, yeah, really good guy, really good guy. Um, have you got any plans to play golf, Rob? I do. Do you? Yeah, in the very near future, probably this week. Oh, oh have you? Oh, fantastic, mate! Yes. So That's hopefully great, we can talk mate. about it next time. I love it. Oh, I love it. That's real good. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to hope you're going to be playing golf as well. Good. Mind you, with our rearranged society, there's only three weeks into our next society game. So I know, it's mad. Yeah. It's cool. It's going to be a good day. Like, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so, Rob, if somebody would like to email us, mate, what can, where can they do that? It's averagegolfsociety at gmail.com. Bloody lovely. Send us any questions you want. Send us um, ideas on what we could, else we could do on the podcast. If you want us to talk about any particular subjects, please do. If you want to just say hi, you can. 
uh, if you want to come on the podcast, you know, drop us an email and uh, we'll make it happen because we love talking to average people about average golf. What about Definitely, the old Instagram, mate. Warren? It's um, at the average golf, all one word. Uh, this is our only social media that we use on Instagram. Um, don't do Twitter, don't do Facebook, don't do YouTube. That's another question, actually. Someone asked us why uh, we don't do YouTube. It's quite easy because I struggle to get my phone out and record myself playing golf for the Instagram, let alone do it on YouTube. I ain't got no yeah. time to do that. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Honest, I was re- thinking about this. I might put a few videos on a YouTube channel over the summer. Oh, interesting. Only because sometimes uh, I put them on Instagram and I've you know, stuck to that minute limit. So um, it will be, you know, minute and 20 videos on YouTube or something like that. Oh, you've got so IGTV, though. You could use that. Yeah, I suppose you could. Yeah. But, you know, might as well throw them on both. Yeah. Well, as Mate, long as you do I've got, I've got a face for podcasts, so that's why I don't do it. Yeah. You're meant to agree with me, right? You might say, no, no, Warren, you're beautiful. You're a beautiful, I man. I don't want to lie to you, Warren. <laughs> Cheers, mate. No, you, you do. You look very nice as him. Your hair in particular <laughs> looks lovely. Thanks. Yeah. You've been wearing you. a hat today by any chance? Yep. <laughs> like every day for a hat. So, yeah, anyway, sorry, before we digress, Instagram. <laughs> um, there you can see actual videos and photos of us playing golf. Um, you can also see our good friend Tim, uh, who actually made it to the Society game as well on, two, did on Sunday. Yeah, how, did he, he made how did he play? Did he get um, angry? He did. I didn't play with him, but he was in a bit of a. He seemed as a bit of a grump when he got there. He wasn't feeling very well, but he made it out, which is great to see. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's all good. But there, you can see pictures of us, pictures of him, our golf and holiday. You can see previous guests who have been on the podcast. Um, same places. The email you can message us. See, just to have a chat. You can message us to see um, if you'd like to be on the podcast. Um, any feedback as well, like. Doesn't matter if it's bad or if it's good, like that's all good as well. Uh, or if you've got a question that you'd like to ask to talk about on the podcast as well, that'd be awesome. Uh, I think we need to do a Q and A again soon, really. Yeah, Quite enjoyed it, yeah, we should. I like that. I, I like it when like people it. just send us just a little bit of bants as well, just on the old Instagram. Just a few little yeah, pop. it's quite funny. I like that as well. I like that as well. Um, and if it's if you're listening to Mike for the first time. Um, please, you know, and you're, and you're liking it, maybe go check out some of the episodes we've got in the back catalogue. We've got Ashley Harris, who is uh, a fellow disabled golfer. Mm, uh, so you do. Which is another quite an interesting chat. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got loads of other, like, different golfers and that. And as it was International Women's Day yesterday as well, we've got some really good women's podcasts as well. Certainly do. Female guests. And we've got some more female guests coming up for you guys as well that we'll be recording with soon. Mm. <clears throat> Possibly um, next week. Ooh. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, just go back there. Like, Also, if, if where you get your podcast from, man, just give us a little rating and a review. It takes a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we'd really appreciate that. Um, and, like, as Josh um, Antman says on the Sky Sports golf podcast you know if you can guys can tell one person about a podcast like tell them about ours and then hopefully that would just go on like that you know we really appreciate that as well lovely 
Yeah, it's all good, mate. It's all good. So I shall. Well, I say I'll speak to you on the next podcast, but I speak to you during the week anyway, so I'll probably text you during the week. Yeah, but they don't know that, do they, the listeners? They think we only talk on these podcasts, I'm sure. This is our only social interaction. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, mate, do well. All right. So, oh, sorry, it's a bit of Suffolk again, do well. No one else says that apart from anybody in Suffolk. Yeah, true that. (laughs) (laughs) Only people in Essex say that. (laughs) All right, mate. Nice one. Catch you later, Rob. All right, I'll catch you on the hippity hop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh.